everybody. Welcome back. I'm so glad that you can join us. We had recorded this episode before, but we had some audio problems. But we are ready to go now. And also, before I forget, remember you can listen to my podcast on Apple, Anchor, Podbean, SoundCloud, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay, now that I got that out of the way. Now let's get on with this episode. We have our co-host Carol here with us. She's going to be talking about this topic. So here we go. The second circle of hell. Hey y'all, it's Carol here. We're going to do this. (laughs) We're going to have some fun with it or at least information. (laughs) The poem entitled Dante's Inferno is familiar to many people and basically tells the tale of a man and his guides journey through hell, each level of hell being discussed as a circle. I'm not going to talk about all nine circles of Dante's Inferno, but rather I'm going to focus on the second circle of hell, that being lust. And we're going to talk about an element of lust that being pornography. For those who doubt that pornography is a form of lust, please be informed it is. Men and women have lusted after each other since the dawning of time. Therefore, lust has been a part of the human experience. The ancient cultures such as the Romans and Egyptians drew pictures on their walls of sexual objects and people engaged in sex. Modern history of Western pornography began in the 18th century when the technology of printing was developed. I never truly knew what lust was as a a little girl, a young girl, but I was introduced to it when I found a couple of extremely graphic pamphlets that belonged to my grandfather. One pamphlet was the story about a traveling salesman and the farmer's daughter. There are so many jokes about this that, (laughs) yeah, okay. (laughs) The other pamphlet was a story about Popeye. I've never since been able to watch a cartoon or a movie or a show or anything about Popeye without thinking about how generously Popeye was hung and what he did to olive oil. Oh my God. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Popeye. Anyway, uh, (laughs) while I was reading those pamphlets, I was shocked at how my body responded to the pictures that I saw. I honestly didn't know what was going on. Even at that time, I didn't know it was lust that was brought into my innocent life. Those two pamphlets were an early 20th century presentation of pornography. Lust and porn are bedfellows with a powerful influence on the human mind. After my experience, I imagined myself in sexual encounters with my friends I lusted after them, even though they were children like myself. All my life, I sought fulfillment of my female desire to be desirable to a man. When I was in college, this led me down paths that were potentially 
dangerous. Pervert. And, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> As I grew older, I developed an extreme aversion toward porn. I married two men who enjoyed it, and one of them participated in the viewing of porn on a regular basis. Either I would wake up and wonder why the bed was shaking and we didn't live in California, or I wondered why the light was on in the other room. The first time I discovered that my spouse had a thing for porn, I woke up to the light in the other room. I got out of bed and walked to the other room to see what was going on. There he sat, jacking off to a movie that had the most perverted expression of sex that I ever witnessed. Nothing about love, just raw sex. He jumped up and was embarrassed, changed the screen on the PC and stared at me sheepishly. I was totally disgusted and couldn't go to sleep for the rest of the night. The next morning, I left the house early, got in my car and drove. I didn't care where I went, I just drove. My thoughts were centered around why he, why was he doing that when I was in the next room and available? Why was he seeking pleasure by masturbating while watching that filth? Yes, I considered it filth. Something that I didn't want in my life, nor did I want to be around it. Yet, there it was, and it continued to be there in the wee hours of the morning. I cried out of despair, thinking that I had failed him somehow, that I wasn't enough of a woman for him. So he sought out other women, even though they, they weren't real. They, well, you know, they were pictures. I knew that he would never cheat on me directly with another woman, but it felt as if he was very much cheating on me by seeking pleasure and release while watching porn. I felt betrayed. The women in the movie was beautiful, buxom, and anxious to give pleasure to the man. Every porn movie was the same theme. Submissive women, conquering men, both enjoying, no, both, excuse me, both appearing to enjoy the end result. And I suppose after they finished that film, they went on and submitted and conquered and enjoyed the next film, so whatever. Throughout that whole marriage, I cried often after scheduled sex and unfulfillment of my emotions, let alone my bodily desires. It was all for him and none for me. Eventually, I was able to work through my hang-up about him watching porn, but it still laid heavy upon my spirit. I still didn't want it anywhere near me or in my home. I came to recognize how fake the porn movies were. Their bits and pieces never seemed to match up, and more often than not, the man's penis appeared to be penetrating her navel. I never sat through an entire movie and never became interested in it, as I preferred the real McCoy to the sleazy backstreet productions. <laughs> the impact of porn addiction can be severe. One of the most common reasons that people seek treatment 
for porn use disorders is the impact of porn used on their use on their intimate relationships. They use the porn, you know, and it affects their intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. Over the years, I have found that there are many families that were disrupted by one family member who was engrossed in porn. It was as if a fungus attached itself to them and propagated itself with deep roots. More often than not, those deep roots were a destroyer of the home. Each of the parties expressing their own opinions of porn, but neither party listening nor respecting the other, and seldom was there a discussion of the effects of porn on the family. I've been told that porn isn't a big deal, doesn't mean anything. Lots of other people watch it, even with their significant other. It's not that bad. Hey, maybe I can learn something. I know it's a form of entertainment, but my thought is, is it a necessary entertainment and what can we gain from it? I can't imagine anything that a person would learn from this other than there's nothing new under the sun. Thus far, I've seen nothing good come of it. Research has shown there's a direct connection between porn and depression. Porn doesn't appear to cause depression, but it seems that people who are depressed participate in watching porn, possibly as a way to release that tension. Depression and or stress also appear to have a direct relationship to the frequency of viewing porn. The more depressed a person is, the more they watch porn. There also is the question of how porn impacts the way men think about women. One thought that would, excuse me, one thought would be that pornography makes men see women a little bit less like human beings and a little bit more like mere objects. Pornography itself is about the objectification of women. In this context, women are treated as things, receptacles, and socially unimportant objects to be used and tossed aside. They are, in a word, not real. Porn addiction develops much like the drug addiction after an initially rewarding experience with pornography, individuals may experience uncontrolled urges to obtain sexual satisfaction through that form of entertainment. That connection between porn and sexual gratification can become so strong that the urges become more frequent and more powerful and can become strong enough that simply sitting down at a computer elicits a sexual response. I can't even imagine that. Mm. Frequent porn use can lower relationship quality in many different ways. For example, it can make it more difficult for men to experience arousal in response to sexual stimuli other than porn. 
It can also cause couples to experience a steadily decline in sexual and other kinds of intimacy. Using porn significantly increases the risk of infidelity and the loss of long-term relationships. Additional effects of porn addiction can include money problems and job loss. Now for some down and dirty statistics. You know I love statistics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Studies have shown that about 25% of internet search queries or 68 million searches per day are related to porn and 35% of all internet downloads are related to porn. Wow. About a third of porn viewers are women. Also, it is estimated that 9% of pornography users had tried and failed to stop using porn. <clears throat> One survey showed that almost half of American families said porn use was a problem in their homes. Over half of the people who self-identify as sex addicts suffer serious money problems and almost half lose their spouses. Nearly a third lose their jobs over their compulsive sexual behavior. Now the question to our listeners is, what are you? Are you a casual observer of staged sexual presentations? Or are you addicted to viewing porn to the point where it's something you feel you have to do? It's your obligation to do this. Or are you like I am, a person who viewed it, studied it, and decided that it was not to be part of how your life would be described? My name is Carol, and I will be speaking to you again soon on Rochelle's podcast. Yet here I am. Thank you so much, Carol. That was a good talk. And I'm sure you're going to get a lot of uh, questions, comments, and reactions to it. But we would like to hear from you guys and uh, see what you all think. And uh, Carol will be back with us again soon. She always is. And uh, I want to thank you all for listening. And we'll talk again soon. But my quote for you guys today. Keep your face always towards the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. And that's by Walt Whitman. And I think that's a very good quote. But usually the ones I find are pretty good. So <laughs> They are. You got an author on that one. I know. <laughs> right. I actually got a name to put behind <laughs> that awesome quote. But you all take care and stay safe. And we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. Bye, y'all.